welcome to The Sinner and the Saint. I'm Melissa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. So, you know what I don't like about football season? Give it to me. Porta potties. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that, but that is such a great answer. I would, I would second that emotion. So, you know how much I love drinking water? Yes. Girl, so much. I will dehydrate myself to not use a porta potty. Wow. Yeah, we had a game on but Sunday. This is a like that doesn't sound like a lot to most people, but for Melissa to say she'll dehydrate herself is a really big deal. I mean, we had a game on Saturday night and they had indoor bathrooms. Last time we were there, they had outdoor bathrooms, and so I was already prepping to not have to go to the bathroom there. Okay. And then they had indoor bathrooms, so I went twice just because I could because they were indoors and I was so excited. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know what to say about that. Okay. And then Sunday, I get there and I was like, oh no, I think this is Porta Potty Place. Porta Potty Porta Potty Place. And I just, I had to put my water in the car. I could not be tempted. That is so, I, I feel like my day yesterday, Porta Potty Place is like a great. <laughs> I was living in the porta potty place yesterday, but I wasn't actually in a porta potty. It just felt like I was in crap all day. Think crap about all day it yesterday. And it's other people's crap in the porta potty. Yes. And they don't clean up after themselves. And it, you know, once a lot of it builds up, it just doesn't smell fresh, no matter how much air freshener you put in there. And you never feel clean. This is when I go home and take a shower and make sure my butt is clean and my legs and all the things before oh. I get on my sheet. Okay, we digress. Yeah. So if you're in a porta potty place today, we get you. We do. But you know who's not dirty like a porta potty? Jesus. Mm. Oh, thankfully. Wow. Like that segue? That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who can clean up our porta potty days? Jesus. Yes. Yes. The porta potty cleaner. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe that's the title of the podcast. I don't know. We don't have a name for this one yet. We will by the end. And so you will reap the benefits of that, um, of our crazy day. Well, you know, if we think about in scripture, I was considering the fact that we always talk about the characteristics, uh, blah, 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 characteristics yes. of God yep. and of Jesus mm-hmm. and of the Holy Spirit, which is very important. You know, they each kind of have different roles. They're all one person. <laughs> You're like, well, they're very important. No, they're, they're the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Add a little more weight to that, will you? Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> they are, but then there's kind of somebody that we leave out of this that I had never considered before. So in between Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we have the risen Jesus. Whew, girl, I was not sure we were going, but I was like, um, did you get a new Bible that I need to look at? Oh. Because... <laughs> But well, yes, you, that's true. Yeah, so if you think about it, I mean, we have God and Jesus, and then Jesus dies, but Jesus comes back to life, which yeah. is what it's all about, people. That's the bottom line, the end all, the be all, the beginning, the end, all the things. But he comes back, and he has these encounters with disciples and people before he ascends to heaven and leaves us with his Holy Spirit. And I guess I had just never thought about looking at the encounters and that space and time, that little carved out section of when the risen Savior was walking this earth before he ascended into heaven. Mm. So that's what we're going to, there's really three 
kind of things that I carved out of this that I think are so encouraging for all of us because it it solidifies, it speaks to um, the truth, again, of who our God is and how much He loves us. I cannot As wait. if, like, you know, sending your own son to die for us and all that didn't count. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I'm i just going to be like, I'm a visual person, so now I want to know what he looked like. Was he really disheveled? Did he have bags under his eyes? Was he glowing? Because, you know, after Moses talked to God, <laughs> his face was really bright. But I guess that's not what we're talking about. No, no. But, but that would be a good question to ask in heaven. Yes, okay, I'll add it to my list. <laughs> well, if... I actually have this like really great chart in my journal, which, you know, y'all don't get the benefit of seeing because I'm such, as I always say, I'm such a dork. But there are a few main stories where Jesus, um, in the Gospels, where he encounters people like Mary Magdalene at mm-hmm. the tomb that mm-hmm. very first time. The two like pilgrims walking on the road to Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And then there's Thomas. And then the disciples when they're out fishing and then Peter, which is kind of, you know, within this, that same story of the disciples and the fish, but Peter wasn't in the fish department that at that moment, the fish scene. But you'll notice in each one of these, if you go back and we'll put this in the notes with each one so you can go back and read it. There's a theme that runs through every single one of these encounters with Jesus. So, Is it, I told you so? <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> no, because he's Jesus. <laughs> right. If it was us, maybe so. So the first one is, Jesus is appearing to all of these super sad. Yeah. Super disappointed. Mourning. Despairing. You know, they're think about it. They're doubting themselves. Like, gosh, I really thought this was the answer. I gave up my whole life, my career, my family to follow. Now I'm like hiding from, from my life because I don't want people to know, be associated. And there's this disappointment in themselves, in the death of a friend, they're grieving. So Jesus is appearing to all of those that he cares about. And they're all dealing with their own grief. Mm. But so the first thing is he shows up in our grief, too. In our grief, too. Yes. He's, he still does that. Mm-hmm. And the tricky part is the second thing that you notice, uh-huh. which we are so guilty of to this day, and we have the Gospels to read, is that every single person that he encounters in all of these stories has a delayed response to believing and recognizing him. If you think about Mary Magdalene, like she thought he was the gardener around the tomb. I mean, she was pretty darn close to him. You know what I mean? Like all these people were super close to him. Which makes you wonder what did he look like when he came back? I'm just saying. Maybe he had a makeover. (laughs) I don't don't think it was that. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. I I think he was. I, I don't think he looked completely different. But then, you know, you think about the people walking to Emmaus. Yes, and he's he having conversation with them. with them. Forever, like, dude, like, what do you mean? You don't know what we're talking about? I mean, they just think he's some rando. But did they know him very well? Stranger. These people did not know him they were, as well. Like, they had heard of him, right? Yeah. So this, but this shows 
who he is. So it's the people who have heard about him. And it took them a lot longer. Yeah, because I'm like, wouldn't you recognize the voice? The voice would get me. Took them like a day, right? Um, Yeah, because, you know, I think when you're walking down the street with someone, it's like a block like we do around here. mm -hmm. But you're right. They're walking for a long time. Yeah. And then they like have dinner. And then I don't even think I might be in this one until it's like later. They're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Holy cow. We were just sitting, you know. Um, And then the disciples just thought he was a dude on the shore being bossy about telling them where to put their net in to catch the fish. And then when they did, it was like, oh, which is so funny because it simulated how he met them. Yes. And they didn't have deja vu. So it's like situational and all the things. And then they realize it. And then Peter, I mean, Peter is in the locked room. (laughs) Okay. That would be me with the taser out. Like, (laughs) just kidding. You know, and. And Tom, so we have all these things. Anyway, you know, standing there, somebody enters through the locked door, appears, and, you, and you've heard the story of Jesus appearing to other peeps that you know. Right. And you still don't believe it's him until well, you look at his scarred hands. Okay, well, I have a random question. Do you think maybe back then they saw more, like, evil stuff? And so... It could have been, they could have been thinking it was witchcraft or something. I mean, it doesn't imply that in the stories. Yeah. They just, I don't know. I mean, I just think that they were so, if you think about times in your life when you are so utterly broken, um, sad, you're grieving, you're disappointed, something earth shattering has happened to you. Like this was a huge thing. Right. Huge. I mean, they think this guy's coming by. I mean, they they believe him. They saw the miracles. And then there's just all this self-doubt and this major death mm. on the cross. And then the disappointment. And then just the uncertainty of it all. You're not really thinking clearly. Facts. You know? Yeah. And I, I was trying to imagine. They're in shock, I think. Yeah. They're probably like checking their eyes. <laughs> Do you see that? Are you yeah, seeing like, what I'm seeing? Am I imagining this? But then you have to wonder, because that's, you know, my mind's like a, I don't know, a squirrel on crack. You have to wonder, what did they think it would be like if he came back? Because he said, you know, I'm going to die and come back and free. What, what did they think that might look like? Dude, I don't think they thought about it. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, I think they're like... I don't think they could truly grasp what that meant. Right. And then it, this had never happened. And I think they they believed him. Right? But it's like, but it's like a concept. I mean, he's spoken a lot of <laughs> right, parables. Right, right, and right, like, right. I don't know. We're all, we love you, man. But you're a little confusing sometimes. They're like looking for the hidden note. He's going to yeah. come back to us in a message. Let's find the note. And so I, I just really, I just think they didn't get it. I mean, it was... It's not like this had ever happened before. And and you think about it. Even for us, we know that he's coming back again one day. Oh, gosh. Yes. So true. And, and where will we be? You know, in that. It's like, is this real? Is this not real? 
Um, yeah. And we know the whole, we know the story up until now. We know the resu- resurrected Savior. We know this happened and why, and why God did it and his deep love for us. But it's nothing that we've ever experienced. And it's so impossible to even fathom it. Yes. Based on, like you read Revelation. It's like them listening to Jesus. It's like, we believe you, but it's all a little weird. Lions <laughs> with tails coming out of their noses and beaks. And I mean, you know, I yeah. don't know. Those creatures in Revelations are kind of crazy. And it's like, is that going to be like a real thing? Or is that sort of... Can we see them in clouds maybe? Like put the yeah. picture. Because <laughs> it sounds really scary actually in a real person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I just think about that. And one, we do this. We, in situations, sometimes it takes us in our grief, in our despair, in our pity party. It takes us a while. We have a delayed response to seeing God at work in that. Oh gosh, not even just in my grief and in so many different areas. We have a delayed response. Yeah. yeah. And but he still sticks with it. Thank he, you, Jesus. I know. Like Thanks, he, God. Appreciate you. He he keeps he doesn't get angry at any of these people and stomp away, call them names, say, All right, fine. Whatever. I'm done with you. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you didn't believe what I said and la la la. Right. You know, he's like no, really, it's me. Look at my hands. Look at the scars on my hands. Mm. You know, um, and and he sticks with it. And he's like, what is, basically, I feel like he's saying, what is it going to take? And in each situation, it's a little bit different. Mm. It's a voice. It's the hands. It's the, you know, or the scars. It, it's all these different things. It's listening to his voice. It is so incredible to piece these stories together. Mm. If you sit with each one and just kind of make notes about each one. And then, so it, it makes me feel good that these dudes and a lady. Yep. They were with him in person and still had a hard time, right? So that takes a little bit of my... Yes. <laughs> shame. My shame and guilt away. Like they lived with him. They worked with him. They get, and they still had a delayed response. But, you know, of course we do want to, the, the stronger and the closer we grow in our conversations with him and our knowledge of him and seeing who he really is and that he's consistent. I mean, even the risen Jesus was not different from Jesus. Like yeah. none of this changes. He is who he is and he always will be. The third thing is after, with each encounter, he sent them off with, mm. a, with a task. Okay. Get busy. Yeah. I mean, like Mary, it wasn't like go out and tell the world, but it was go out and tell, tell the disciples. Mm. Go find my people and go tell my friends like th- that I'm here and I'm alive and I'm coming. And then... Um, the two pilgrims, they went on, you know, mm-hmm. to share what had happened. And then with Thomas, he said, because you've seen me, now you believe. And he knew that they they needed that to go out with passion. Yeah. And to die martyr, you know. Right. Be martyred. For oh. And then Peter, he says, feed my sheep. Hmm. And then with the disciples... He breathed his spirit into them. 
and said, go out and get to work. That feels a little awkward. I'm going to lie. Aren't they in the locked room right now? <laughs> you know, I, so he does that with each of us as well. Because when we encounter him, he, he meets us where we are in whatever circumstance. And sometimes it takes us a while to see him, to recognize him, maybe to lean on him, maybe to just say, I, I hand it all over. I'm done trying to be in control. Here you go. And yeah. he's like, oh, you get it. I'm right here. Okay. Now take this and share it. So I go to what were the people doing in the delay, right? What were they, mm. what was Mary doing? Well, that was so close. Like she basically had just been probably crying and right. was at the tomb. So she hadn't had too much time. But by the time he gets to the disciples and they're fishing, like they're back to work. Yeah. So they've kind of be- been hiding out mm-hmm. and they've gone back to their regular jobs thinking, oh, well, all right. Well, that, that was a little blip out. in the radar. I'm afraid to go home because my mom's going to be like, <laughs> so <laughs> I told you to go get that four year degree instead of going to follow that hippie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> This is for all you parents whose kids might want to not go to college, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Or not. I don't know. It might work out. Well, you know, I just think that we turn to busyness. We do. Or we turn to our old habits Mm -hmm. um, to maybe fill the gap or to... Such a good point. (laughs) Send us in a different direction just to like, oh, that didn't happen. Right. Let's go back to work. Yeah, let's bury that. Let's... Let's Cover that disappointment, that shame. Let's work through that grief. Let's. And the guys on the road were kind of gossiping. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were. And Jesus, boy, he had a lot to share. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, and I really embraced like, who? Wow, this guy's really kind of smart. We like him. <laughs> hey, we need him. Let's be friends. <laughs> um, but I love these three things. And they're, they, first of all, they bring comfort. That we're not alone. Right. And that even his closest disciples went through this because they also were human. And then it also is encouraging at the same time because it reminds me that he is always going to meet me and he's going to wait there and keep showing me, talking, showing me the scars, engaging me. Uh Uh-huh. To say, here I am, here I am, meet with me. And then when I figure it out, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Why did, you've done this my whole life, why did it take me so long? (laughs) But then it empowers us to go out and share that story, like, look, to encourage other people and say, look, Mm -hmm. this is what God did for me. He's going to do it for you. And we go out and share that word. And with someone else. Yeah. It does not have to be from a microphone. It can be your children. It can be someone that you run into in Target. It can yeah. be, you know, if you go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sidebar. Uh, anything. I mean, it can be anyone because all of these situations were different too. Mm-hmm. It was go out and tell the world. Go out and tell my disciples. Go out and tell your community. In each one of these encounters, he was telling them to share the news with different types of people. So not all of that looked the same. Yeah, I want to encourage you to maybe look back and 
remember a time when God did show up for you? What did that look like? What were your circumstances? What is your response to the circumstances? How did God show up? Because God will use that story of his goodness in your life to speak to somebody else in their time of need. Absolutely. And if you go back, if you can highlight, I could easily go back to the top three Mm -hmm. most maybe traumatic events of my (laughs) life altering times of my life. If you go back and answer these three questions, then I think you'll be surprised at how God, you know, where, where was I when God met me? What was I feeling? What was I experiencing? How long did it take me to figure it out? that God was right there with me. See if they get closer together. Like as far as your time, your distance, like, oh my gosh, it took me like a year to figure that one out. But hey, this last one, I figured it out in like two days. Right. And then what did you do with that? It could be a really interesting um, journaling activity. And give you great confidence in, you know, who God is and how he's going to get you through the next hurdle. Absolutely. And how much you've grown in your relationship with him. And look, if you haven't, that's okay too. That's right. We were all there. Okay. We've all had our first experience, right? Absolutely. We've all had our first day of Bible study. We've all had our first day of prayer. And then that's where we start. Yep. And then we keep going from there because everybody's on it starts at a different place. And so be encouraged today and be confident in how much God loves you and that our God truly is who he says he has not changed and he never will. He is always there for us. Yeah, and I want to say, if you feel like, oh, I've slipped away a little bit from God, or I've backslid, is that the mm-hmm. right word? Um, just have faith, just like the disciples did. They, I mean, jump in. God's ready for you. He obviously is not going to um, be discouraging or disparaging to you. He's just thankful that you're recognizing him again. Absolutely, and if you're not sure where to start, Go to our upcoming events page Mm -hmm. and jump in and register for one. Join us at Coffee Chat or join us at the If Gathering or join me for my Wednesdays at the Well class. Just jump into a community and get started somewhere. We'd love to see your face. Can't wait to see you in person. Thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint.